see it show. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Claudia with a K, and I'm joined by Deck and Key. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about Love Rosie. Let's see it, sure. So, if you don't mind, gentlemen, I will begin by telling our listeners more about uh, this movie and how we kind of ended up watching it. Um, So, for me, I have been watching this movie on repeat since it came out in 2014. And every time I watch it, I just have this warm feeling of like, aw, in my mind. Um... It is not that kind of the most outstanding movie of all times, don't get me wrong. It's just right dose of cheese. And um, I feel it is sometimes missed um, or kind of, you know, omitted amongst other rom-coms. And as a matter of fact, like, I feel that this movie is more than just a rom-com. It is a bit of kind of coming of age, dealing with life obstacles, friendships, um, kind of you know, uh, losing loved ones, comparing one life to another and amongst kind of all of this, how to stick to your dreams. Um, Sometimes not having a plan is good uh, because if you believe in something strongly, you will figure out how to get there. I know that these type of movies would not kind of normally be on your watch list, but I was hoping that you may spot this hidden gem uh, amongst this genre. Uh, But Enough of that. Um, The story in one way is very simple. Uh, Rosie and Alex, childhood friends, they did everything together for as long as they can remember. Um, On one hand, they are just friends, but kind of secretly they have a crush on each other. There's even a kiss during Rosie's 18th birthday uh, party, but sadly, she was too intoxicated to uh, remember any of it. Following day, during her walk of shame, she asks Alex not to even mention it and uh, kind of, you know, um, forget about all of it, not knowing that she is actually giving it a big F you and breaking his heart. Due to kind of many circumstances, they just keep missing each other uh, from that point onward. Alex goes abroad to study medicine. Rosie is supposed to follow him. However, due to unexpected pregnancy, her life journey is delayed. Or is it? She just goes on a hell of a life journey, uh, but it's not the one she planned. So she remains in her childhood town, raising her little girl um, alone. Alex has a journey of his own as well um, over in the States. Um, There are many failed relationships on both sides. But like rom-coms go, they finally kind of meet each other uh, in the end. Uh, But Key, kind of considering you haven't seen uh, the movie before, what way would you sum it up? I feel it's a story about misunderstandings and how not being able to address your true feelings at least not sober. Opportunities come and go, and if you don't act, they'll pass you by in life. This story spans over 30 years, but the bulk of it is dealt with in the last 12. It's definitely an Irish-based story, alright, with depressing gut punches sprinkled throughout, death of a close family member, 
teenage pregnancy affairs and other such cheery themes. Also, meaningless sex, anyone? It'll only take a minute. Maybe less. Like, I mean, we got to love Rosie, don't we? I mean, that is the gist of the film, right? Is that it, Deck? That's that's the way you're summing up the story. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, a, it's in the title. Love, Rosie. And uh-huh. without spoiling the ending, we do love Rosie at the end. So, you know. Um, anyway, thank you for this uh, deep analysis, uh, Deck. But moving on from that, I may be asking a, a risky question, but did you enjoy any bits of the movie? Key, do you want to go first? Seeing MSN Messenger really took me back. But there is also some smart use of lines and possibly tying into the movie as well. Rosie asks Alex in an argument to talk like a British person. This is kind of referencing about you don't necessarily talk about your emotions. And sometimes that's something that people might be familiar with and the difference might scare them. This also gets shown a little bit later where Alex says in a text to Rosie, I'm not ready to be a father anyway. But we see clearly this is not the case. But this is him reverting back to how he used to live as a British person before he moved away to America. And some of these things in the movie showing people maybe changing but kind of staying the same or wanting to revert back to what they were before it really does kind of capture the journey of someone's life quite well and much better than other rom-coms that you see doing these ridiculously compressed timelines uh deck uh so for me i really like the chemistry of the two leads um Sam Coughlin, I believe is how you pronounce his surname, and Lily Collins, I think are really energetic together, particularly Lily Collins. Um, I know she's always kind of been cast as that cute, fun-loving brunette girl, and this is definitely her most rounded performance of that type of a character. Um, Her energy is definitely contagious, uh, for, for, for me anyway. You know, it is just... Like I said in the story, we she is making us love Rosie as a character. Um, and I think the, the pacing is, it just sits right for what it is. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It is moving along well enough. And of course, we do have a couple of time jumps as the film moves on. And it is not try, trying to dwell on anything. Um, there is times where it may kind of move a scene on when... You know, other films may have tried to stay there a little bit longer and kind of let us sit and, you know, work with the characters while Love Rosie definitely sees its strengths in that its two main leads are its two main leads. It doesn't want to spend unnecessary time with any kind of, you know, unwanted characters or unnecessary type of characters. Um, And I think that the easiest way I can kind of sum it up as a rom-com it is probably just a cosy rom-com. Uh, another thing to add actually to likes is in this situation we get to see an actor we see previously in Lakelands. Once again in a father role but this time a bit more supporting. Literally in the sense 
not so much support the last time you spotted him on screen. So, um, I, I actually have to admit, I'm glad you uh, finally decided to watch that movie with me after weeks and months of begging, pleading and threats. Um, and that you kind of, in the end, find uh, found something uh, to like about it. See, it wasn't that bad. Uh, so for me, um, I definitely like the fact that the story is quite, I don't know, believable. Uh, there's just enough kind of mix of different characters that just complement each other. That could be in the writing or just acting. Um, I haven't fully figured that out yet, uh, but... Maybe because it is set around the time where kind of I was growing up, uh, that makes me think, oh shit, I had similar story that happened to me. Phew, thankfully I dodged a bullet there. Uh, so most of all, um, I like the ambition of the main characters. They just stuck to their guns. Um, you know, yeah, they made a few mistakes here and there, but in the end they got to where they wanted to be. Now, on another note, uh, I'm sure two of you found many flaws uh, in it. Deck, give us a good old lecture about mistakes. I wouldn't say there's any, like, mistakes. I'm sure there's definitely continuity errors and things like that. Um, And little fumbles here and there and whatnot. But one of the things I did dislike, and I do think this film is lacking, is... What I said in the likes is that the two leads are brilliant. Everyone else is shit. Um, They're undeveloped. They're just there. They're very caricatures. There is characters that we do kind of go, oh, they're important for X, Y, and Z part of the story. But that's kind of it. And I get it that you just want to focus on your two leads. But when you are globetrotting some of these characters around and you are you know introducing these new characters to try and create an obstacle they are just that it's like a cardboard cutout of an obstacle of a character and i do think the film can lack from it um it doesn't spend too much time on it which does spin it back into a positive but even just giving some of these characters a bit more development um may have helped and further to that as well, and I think it is a little bit harsh, um, the two leads are very, very good. I do think the supporting cast are just fine. Yes, there isn't much to work with character-wise. There's some good supporting actors um, that you would kind of go, oh, they could manage something like this. But it just seems so lifeless. They just seem so there, so... so meh basically so a bit of a case like let's say it's the next it's the nativity scene and there's a very nice baby statue in the center and you have cardboard cutouts for the wise men and shepherds out at sides basically basically it's just yeah it's i don't know it just kind of pads it a little bit it does kind of give too much of a okay you know and i know not to brag i've seen enough rom-coms where i'm like you at least write some of your supporting characters a bit tighter um there is of course rosie's best friend but that's it she's rosie's best friend she meets a guy who is an american and he's 
one of the other characters' brother. And that's it. That's that's their description. And that's all that character is played as of it. There is literally no more to go from it. Um, okay, thanking you. I am, of course, rolling my eyes as you are, uh, you know, trying to educate uh, me on it. But um, Key, how about you? What are the your dislikes about the movie? One thing that stood out to me in a bad way was uh, let's call an anime slash Michael Bay slash Joss Whedon butt shot angle just in this film. Uh, maybe it's supposed to be there for the boyfriends that are brought to see it, but I just don't quite see how it adds something to this. It doesn't really feel suited for the film. And I know when a character's in it, it's supposed to kind of show that they are, let's say, this beauty that some of the men are attracted to, but that there mightn't really be that much else to their character. But in general... Yeah, just seeing that seemed a weird choice for me. Thing that I picked up on was Alex splitting from his fiance was a bit weird as it wasn't discussed before in the movie and it was actually after the split and we see Alex alone leaving them that we find out what was the real motivation there for that big decision because as far as we were aware... He had a pregnant fiance, so something big had to happen. And it was kind of a tell and not show situation here. But this could be tied to the main actor playing Alex had scheduling conflicts around the time. And this really might have reduced how many scenes they could shoot with the actor. And I did notice around this point in the movie, he does do quite a few scenes on his own. And yeah, another one is it does kind of show its lower budget at points in the film, which I feel is a bit of disservice to the script and the main actors, as I feel like there is still a stronger movie in here, but they weren't quite given the chance to realize that. Okay, how about you, Claudia? Okay, I do have one teeny tiny dislike. So, Herb... You know, the, the artist uh, that we see in the States when Rosie visits um, Alex. I was literally so angry. And actually, I am really angry every time I see it. Uh, to see, like, this kind of a cheap, long exposure pictures printed on a cheap and glossy poster paper. And then this crap is shown in such a large gallery as well like it just brought me back to my college days where we were lectured about having concept in our artwork and don't get me wrong it is important otherwise it would just be design work but have a bit of skill to it as well and what is the story with him being like barefoot in the gallery like really you're playing the liberated poor artist card you want to be so different well maybe learn proper craft first and focus less on projecting image of a troubled artist you feel better now yes thank you and can i edit can you edit that out watch your little rant no um okay i'm still a little angry uh keith do you want to start us on trivia 
Okay, so the novel use as a basis of this story is Where Rainbows End by Irish author Cecilia Hearn. But whereas that was actually based on a 45-year period, this compresses it more into a 12-year period, which I do feel works better for screen and for pacing. 45 minutes might have been, or 45 years might have been quite long, uh, especially if it wasn't using extensive use of montages. Cecilia Hearn even had a shot cameo scene for the movie, but it didn't actually make it past the cutting room floor. This is because onlookers in the background of the scene were seen actually stopping and talking about whether this was Cecilia they were seeing and they felt this drew too far away from the main characters that were still in frame. And Waterhouse actually based her characterization of her character on experiences with another girl who stole her boyfriend as she was a teenager. Dick? Pretty interesting trivia, actually. Um, the one bit I have is something that did actually stand out to me when the first time I was watching it, um, and it still stays with me. So there is a scene where Rosie and Alex are after having a night out in Boston, and they're walking the streets back. And that entire scene was improvised, um, and the director just comfortably allowed it to be uh, to allow them to improvise it. And it is the two actors' favourite scene of the film as well. And I think that just reverts back to one of the likes I had of the two actors having such good chemistry and such good energy with each other. That even though Sam Caflin wasn't there for all of the shoot, that a lot of Lily Collins' scenes when she's on her own is on her own. One of the scenes with the two, Rosie and Alex, together... They're just so they just work so well together that these two just nailed what their characters are, and they brought a lot more of a life to them. Even just with that one scene, I'm like, you could see that these are real people; they're not just written characters. So, Claudia, do you feel better now after your little rant about your dislikes about the artist Herb? Yes, thank you. I feel I feel all zen now. But please do not mention his name ever again, or at least until I watch the movie again. Um, but anyway, um, I'm not sure if you recognize the actress that played 10-year-old uh, Rosie. She's actually an Irish actress, Lara MacDonald. The movie itself, I believe, was filmed in Dublin, even though it, it kind of seems to be set in UK. Uh, but definitely the airport scenes. Uh, like, I literally got shivers when I've seen that. Um, like, remember the queues uh, last summer at the Dublin airport? Like, I was traumatized um, seeing this airport again after that. But anyway, completely irre- irrelevant. Um, back to my trivia. When Rosie leaves her dad at the hotel, uh, the road sign says, Roadworks, expect delays. So this uh, foreshadows the complications in Rosie's life in the rest of the film. See, Deck, I finally learned about foreshadowing. Slow clap from the audience. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ignore that. Thank you very much. <laughs> this will either break my heart or make me the happiest person. Uh, but for those who are new to our podcast, we have a plain and simple rating system. And it goes like this. Don't see it? 
we literally have seen it and like we've seen the movie and we're trying to protect you from wasting your time. And then another rating, so middle tier, middle tier, maybe see it. We are undecided. We can take it or leave it. And finally, the highest one, see it. This is an absolute masterpiece and you will be missing out on Hidden Gem. Disclaimer here to all of you listening. All ratings are subjective and are based on our own likes and experiences. So, Key, how would you rate this movie? It's a maybe see it from me. Stronger than other romance films, but doesn't quite get into the drama too much to be a strong dramatic film in that sense. And sometimes feels less impressive, but that's usually more so to budget constraints. Had this been given more money thrown at it, uh, like other rom-coms that you see in film with big actors' names on the board, I think it could have really made a bigger splash. So it definitely has some really good strengths, some things that really differentiate it from other rom-coms that you see out there. But I think it still doesn't reach that potential. And that kind of brings it down to the maybe see it for me as some of those drawbacks might kind of off with some people but there is a good film to be seen here and some really good key performances tech how about yourself uh so for me it's a maybe see it um i do think it has a lot of good moments overall and i actually do think the budget does work for it um considering what the other rom-coms of 2014's budget was um so i actually looked it up the other woman uh which had cameron diaz and kate upton had a budget of 40 million probably the most popular rom-com from that year uh, Fault in Our Stairs had a budget of 12 million while Love Rosie had a budget of 25 million so not too bad I think all things considered but I do think as I was saying with the dislikes I think what's holding it back for me is it is just the two leads everyone else is just there to play you know it's it's they move the plot along there isn't much more there other than the two leads and I think even in an acting sense, yeah, there's some recognisable faces. It's like, oh, I recognise that guy. Oh, and the locations can be fun, but it is just, eh, okay. It does win a lot of chair with its ending of just how it gets to its ending. But uh, it does sit at a, a maybe see it for me. Claudio, would you like to share your rating? Like you have to ask. Uh, for me, it's a see it. Um, hidden gem, so simple, but so enjoyable period okay uh but honestly guys um thank you for watching it with me again i shall continue to find other rom-coms uh, for you to watch yay Woo-hoo. Uh, uh, note from the narrator uh claudia proceeds with sharing angry and judgmental looks across the room but moving on uh key any final remarks I think it covers a very important message. Once you own property, people will finally find you attractive. But on a more serious note, this does have a better storytelling than you would typically see in romance movies. It has twists and turns and it does move through the chapters of the main characters' lives quite well. Not a summer of love that all resolves itself with smiles. There's a bit more to it. Yeah, no, definitely. I think after seeing it twice, I really do like it. 
Um, even though it's not normally my kind of genre, I do think it is still quite good for what it is. Yeah, you kind of don't like it enough to recommend it to our listeners. Uh, but baby steps, I'll work on that. To our listeners, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Let's See It Sure podcast. Keep an eye, ear out um, for the next episode. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're listening.